ladies and gentlemen, and welcome once again to American Arsenology. Brought to you by Mug Smasher's False Positive Testing. A test for every League Cup game. I'm your host, Karma Isavich. And now, tonight's top stories. Welcome back, Migunas and Miguna Reds. Arsenal have drawn 0-0 at Anfield in a noble, noble 10-man performance. After Granite Chaka had a moment of madness. It was a feisty encounter with all sorts of interesting storylines. So let's get right into it. The opening storyboard of this one featured the puffy, puffery, puffery, puffest coats of Jurgen Klopp and Mikel Arteta facing off once again after this skirmish in November. It was a Movember to remember as Spanish Michael and Mr. Hyperdontia himself, old Jaws McJawstein Jurgen Klopp, clash swords in a League Cup semi-final on Merseyside. It was a wild, wild, wild encounter with interesting and enlightening takeaways. So let's dive a little deeper. The rundown on the starting 11 featured a press-resistant return for one Aaron Ramsdale in goal. Yes, it was Sayonara to burn Hair Leno. An interesting move from Arteta, but one we had called for prior to the match. Ramsdale's leadership and crazy technicality was needed for this one. And rightfully so, Mikel Arteta sent Burn Leno to the pine. In front of Ramsdale was the familiar pairing of Royce and the Beast, Benjamin Blanco White, Gabriel Magalish. On the right, it was Cedric Rick Maurenis Sores and Kieran Tierney, the sleeveless Scott on the left. In midfield, it was a return for the Swiss man, Swiss miss, Mr. Granit Xhaka, who would have a huge role to play in this one. He was partnered with the young Belgian, Mr. Albert Sambila Conga in midfield. And on the wings, our wonder kids, our pride and joy, Gabriel Martinelli on the left. Bukayo Little Chili Stir Fry on the right. Up top it was Eddie Nketiah and Alexander Lacassette, the Pink Panther, Professor Clouseau, exchanging roles, dropping deeper, one goes higher. It was the lineup that we had largely predicted online prior to the match, and folks, it Looked very, very, very spot on to us, save for the inclusion of Cedric Saurez. I would have loved to have seen Mikel play Nuno Tavares 
on the ride to rebuild his confidence from game one. But no, it was Ricky, Ricky, Ricky Morenis. And on this day, folks, his hips would not lie. I can't lie! The opening ten minutes of this one featured a timid and it must be said gun-shy arsenal as Liverpool looked prepared to pump the young guns. There were crosses from Andy Robertson that were dangerous as Firmino tried to nip in. And all in all, Arsenal had not recovered from being dumped out of the FA Cup in the opening salvos of this one. They were nervous. They were shaky, 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 oh so shaky. And it looked like it could be a very, very rough day at the office for Arsenal. There's good news and bad news. The bad news is, Neil will be taking over both branches and some of you will lose your jobs. Yeah, yeah. On a more positive note, the good news is, I've been promoted. And folks, after my own criticism of Ricky, Ricky, Ricky Morena Saures. The Portuguese defender would pull up with what was a hip or groin or midsection injury, some sort of muscular, <laughs> muscular problem in what was just the 11th minute of the match. Yes, Cedric would be removed. And who would come on? Who would play? It was the milkman, old Callum Chambers, returning to the scene, back again after what felt like an eternity. And it's my favorite family to deliver milk to. And folks, in the 13th minute, a reminder of why Callum Chambers does not play. As the easy allowed service to be crossed into Arsenal's box, and Benjamin Benjamin Blanco White was forced to clear with his studs. It almost ended up as an own goal, an auto goal for Ben Blanco, but he was covering desperately so for Callum Chambers, who looked very shaky in the opening salvos. A few minutes later, Alexander Lacazette, the bald-bearded Frenchman, would have a chance to shoot on goal. It was a strike from a full 35 yards, and it was driven wayward and came to nothing. This must be said, folks, in the opening 20 minutes of this match, Arsenal were at sixes and sevens. As they look frightened and oh, 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 so prepared to crap the bed. My God. And folks, in the 24th minute, the biggest flashpoint of the match is Granny Chaka would be sent off for an adjudged foul on Diego Jota. Granny Chaka was attempting to cover for both Kirantini and Gabriel Magalish 
in a transitional moment. A direct long ball was played from deep in Liverpool's own defensive half of the field. And Granny Chaka, he tracked the flight of the ball for a good 50 yards. He looked once, he looked twice, he looked three times. That's three times. Give me three times. Lego. At the run of Diego Jota. And folks, as he tracked the flight of the ball, he attempted a full-time out-of-the-air volley to clear the danger. However, he made zero non-nilch contact with the ball and caught the Portuguese man in his midriff. Let me say this, folks. I do not believe that A. Granny Chaka was the last man on the play, and B. This should have been a yellow, or at best an orange card. To me, this was not a red card. Not for many players, not named Granny Chaka. However, however, if you give Mr. Michael Oliver the chance, the sniff, the slightest, slightest, slightest of opportunities to send an Arsenal player off, he will oblige. And that is just what he did to Granit Xhaka. And for that, for not recognizing the moment, for not understanding where we are in this AF-COVID window, in this period in history, Granit Xhaka, you really fucked up, man. You blew it! And in the 28th minute, Eddie Enketia's day would come to an end as Robert the Rugholdini would enter the fray to batten down the hatches. It was disappointing for Enketia, who was looking to re-establish his reputation, and folks, he did look lively early on with a nice ball in behind. But he was a casualty of the circumstances, and Eddie's day was done as the rug would enter. There was about 15 minutes of football left after Holdini came on. And in that time, it was largely, largely Liverpool applying pressure and Arsenal coming to terms with where they were at at this moment in the Carabao Cup semi-final leg one. And then, folks, in the 40th minute... The flash of brilliant from little chili stir-fry Bukayo Saka. As he would drop four Liverpool defenders to him and shake and bake and float in a cross shot that came to nothing. But folks, this was another day when little chili, when Bukayo Saka was proving that in so, so many ways... He is Arsenal's best and most class player amongst our ranks. 
The first half would come to its conclusion just a few minutes later. And overall, Arsenal had a sense of satisfaction for reaching halftime at 0-0. Everything had gone against them, the early injury. To Cedric Saurez, the introduction of the Milkman Callum Chambers and his, his old friend, the Rug Holdini. But Arsenal, they looked more interested, more aggressive, more focused ever since Shaka sending off. And folks, there was a sense of Liverpool karma, karma, karma is coming to get you. <laughs> In the nighttime, trap nigga with the chickens like pop pop. Money changing colors like tie dye. I'm just tryna get it, I ain't tryna die. She got a big up on your booty, make the world cry. First half came to its conclusion, and as always, there were two big fat whopping takeaways from the first half. Number one. Granite, granite, granite shaka. As our listeners will be well aware, I have dubbed granite shaka as Mikel Arteta's most notable non-negotiable at Arsenal. Yes, if granite shaka had one leg and was wearing an eye patch. Mikel Arteta would still start him. But folks, there is no denying the fact that Granny Chaka has let us all down again. Well, I do think there is an argument to be made that Chaka should have seen yellow and been allowed to stay on the pitch. He cannot be doing shit like this time and time and time again. Against Forrest, one could argue that Shaka's apparent refusal to be vaccinated may have contributed to reinfection. And by extension, our exit from the FA Cup. And on Thursday, Granite Shaka once again put the team in a terrible situation. Many in Arsenal world have had it with Granite Shaka. And who could blame them? So then, it will be a fascinating test of the Shaka as the ultimate Arteta non-negotiable theory when the game against Burnley rolls around on the 23rd of January. Number, number, number two. 
Yes, flashpoints have galvanized both Liverpool and Arsenal in the last two meetings between the sides. The handbags at 10 paces between Klopp and Arteta ignited the 4-0 drubbing at Anfield in November. And on Thursday night, despite all the criticism he deserves for getting sent off, Granit Xhaka's red card invigorated Arsenal and made them play with more confidence and a sense of purpose. And while it should never take a sending off to embolden our young guns with the confidence they need to play against the best teams in the world, football is a game of emotions. And after the first 45, Arsenal were displaying a tenacity and grit that did not exist before Granit Xhaka's Kung Fu Kick. Everybody was Kung Fu fighting. Those kids were fast as lightning. In fact, it was a little bit frightening. But they fought with expert timing. The second half began with a chance for Minamino as he flashed a cross shot over the head of Aaron Ramsdale. That was a bit scary. But Arsenal were resolute, chunking this game minute by minute, five minutes here, ten minutes there. And in the 50th minute, Bukayo Saka showed that he was one of the few threats in transition on the day. Liverpool would keep working, but something was off and their attack was faltering, as they could hardly generate a sniff of goal, those fucking assholes. Yes, Arsenal were resolute and Bukayo kept shimmying and shaking and protecting the ball with world-class ability. In the 58th minute, they forced a fine save from Alisson, Mr. Pornstash, but it came to nothing. And by the 61st minute, Mr. Journeyman James Milner, Mr. Penalty himself, his day had come to an end. And on came the young Curtis Jones, looking to make an impression for the Scousers. It was a quiet day from Jones. And overall, it seemed like the cosmic, cosmic, cosmic radio waves of the karma, 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 karma chameleon had infected Liverpool. They were blunt, they were dull, they were lifeless when it came to generating and creating chances against 10 men Arsenal. This shit's weak! And folks, in the 72nd minute, Mr. Sleeveless Kieran Tierney produced the peach peach, peachiest pass of the game. Peach pass. As he played a ball that beat four Liverpool defenders with one pass. 
and found little chili Bukayo Saka close to the penalty spot. On this occasion, Bukayo's touch let him down a bit and he could not caress and cradle cleanly. And his wayward touch came to nothing. It was a big, 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 biggest of chances for Bukayo, who was so, so good on the day. It was unfortunate, as after defending so resolutely for so long, a little smash and crab one nil to the arsenal would have felt so warm and fuzzy. But the game progressed and Arsenal continued their noble, noble stewardship in front of Aaron Ramsdale. As they were limiting Liverpool to long-range, worthless, shitty, shitty fucking efforts. As they could not crack this nut. It was solid, solid defending from Arsenal's Christmas tree. Yes, it was a 5-3-1 batten down those damn hatches. But folks, at one moment in the 85th, it looked like it would be the end as Diego Jota was gifted a huge chance as Gabriel Magalish misjudged the flight of a cross. But pulling a trick out of Eddie and Ketty's book, the cross hit Jota right in the face. <laughs> the match continued. There were a few more nervy, nervy moments as Ben White was block, block, blocking more shots than Refrigerator Perry used to. But then, folks, in the 90th minute, a golden, guilted, 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 golden edge chance for Minamino to grab all three points for Liverpool. But thankfully, folks, the Liverpool fringe player blazed his shot over the bar and Benjamin, Dr. Ben Sobel, Benjamin, Benny Blanco White could only laugh, 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 laugh. My name is Ben Sobel. Leone. Ben Sobel Leone. I'm also known as uh, Benny the Groin, Sammy the Schnoz, uh, Elmer the Fudd, Tubby the Tuba, and once as Miss Phyllis Levine. But Liverpool could not break Arsenal down. And as the final whistle sounded, there was a togetherness, a spirited nature of this band of brothers that is so damn exciting.
The second half came to its conclusion, and as always, there were three big, vulching, whopping takeaways from the last 45. Number, number one. Arsenal are displaying a new resilience under Mikel Arteta. And all signs point to a young team on a positive trajectory. However, given how thin Arsenal's roster has been for the past two matches, Spanish Michael is deserving of criticism for his lack of foresight and, in general, how Arsenal have approached the Afghan window. There are numerous issues at hand. A lack of minutes for Sambi Lakonga. Letting Ainsley Maitland-Niles move far too early in the window. And not forecasting the potential of COVID-19 to disrupt the squad. These stand out as some of the most glaring and obvious of errors. The concern is that we all saw this coming. We have been talking about it for weeks on this podcast. Go back, have a listen. So then, like in the closing days of the summer transfer window, let us hope, let us hope, that Barbecue Grillmaster Adu Gaspar has something up his sleeve. Number number two. Bukayo, Bukayo, Little Chili, Bukayo Saka. Our young English prodigy was influential on the day for Arsenal again. And he showed the entire world why there are clickbait stories circulating on the internets linking Liverpool themselves to a big money move for his signature. And the warm embrace from Jurgen Klopp at the end of this one should be good for a few more come Friday morning. And let me say this, folks. For all the talk of paying Dusan Vlachovic an insane amount of money to come to North London, well, let us first take care of our own. Let us pay our generational, world-class talent, Bukayo Saka. Pay the man. Make him one of the highest paid players at this club. ASAP stat pronto rapidito. Prioritizing a new lucrative deal for Saka must be a huge priority for Arsenal. Get it done. And finally... Arsenal defended with 10 men for 70 minutes at Anfield 
against the strongest starting eleven that Jorgen Klopp could field on the day. And it was an enormous performance, notably by some of Arsenal's fringe players. Let me give a huge shout-out to Callum Chambers, in particular, who looked like he was fighting with his last dying breath to save himself from deportation to Major League Soccer. And so too must we tip the cap to Rob Holding, who was equally as steadfast. Yes, folks, this was a brave performance from Holdini and the Milkman. As they acquitted themselves very, very well alongside inspirational performances by Benjamin Blanco and the two Gabriels. This was a gut check, a test of character, and one that teams of previous seasons would surely have failed. So credit then, Tom, to Mikel Arteta and his young guns for bouncing back and sticking it to those false positive, mug-smashing, hyper-tontia motherfuckers. Oh, <laughs>